We've been going through this series, Believe and See, that when we believe in Jesus, we get to see the awesome things he's doing in the world. And this scripture passage shows us the same. From John chapter 14, verses 1 to 14, Jesus says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Well, that's our scripture passage for today. And one of the things that I think we can all learn from this scripture passage is that Jesus is actually giving us a place to belong. Jesus gives us a home. He gives us a place to belong so that we would do even greater things. But before we really dive into that text this morning, I, I want to tell a, a little story of my first time going away from home. Now, many of you probably can think back to your first time away from home. It's a very different reality that when you leave home. You know, the, the comfort zone, the place where you knew that you always belonged, is somewhere else. And so when I went home, I went away from home, I went to college, and we moved in a little bit before everybody else moved in because we were moving in for football camp. And we had the move-in day, went out to lunch with the family, met all of the people around, and then we went into this intense football camp where we were 14 hours a day for 10 days straight. And during that football camp, I saw all of the sophomores, juniors, and seniors seemed like they were so tight. And I was there in the tension of not really knowing anybody, of being different, of wondering, do I really belong here? Of wondering, is this a place where I will ever really belong. And I think that whether we've had that experience going away from home or it's somewhere else in our lives, I think that all of us can kind of sympathize with that experience. We all want to belong. It's a basic human need to have a place of belonging. 
And, and that basic human need seems to be challenged in the tension of anywhere new, of anywhere different. Maybe, maybe for some of you it's coming into the church this morning in a different place with, with people that you don't know that seem to know each other and you felt that tension that doesn't break until the moment that somebody greets you with a smile. Or maybe, maybe it's in a school. Maybe it's going away to college. Maybe it's going into high school, feeling that tension of wondering whether or not we belong. Or it's in the workplace uh, of going into this new job and, and being in this community where it's kind of the popular thing to talk bad about the boss. And we're in the tension of not knowing whether or not we belong and sometimes even wanting to prove that we belong by giving in to things that we know our Lord wouldn't approve of. We need a place to belong, which is why Jesus' words to us this morning are so essential. Because if we believe in Jesus, if we trust in Jesus, despite the circumstance of being in this tension of not knowing whether or not we belong, despite the circumstances of our life, no matter what they may be, if we believe in Jesus, we say, Jesus, I'm going with you. And what you say is true. And we hear his words again. And if we could, let's go back to verse 2 and look, look at these words that Jesus says. Let's hear this promise that Jesus delivers one more time. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. I want to rest in those words for a moment and unpack them that Jesus gives us a place to belong in the Father's house. And I think as we initially hear these words, the first thing that comes into our mind is this kind of mansion in the sky that must be the Father's house. And Jesus running around in the mansion, you know, making beds and stuff to prepare a place for us. This is, this is a sermon we might hear at a funeral when somebody, when somebody dies and, and goes into heaven, right? That Jesus has a place for them. And while that's true, I think that's just a, a little tiny piece of what Jesus is saying here. If we unpack this, what is the Father's house? What is the Father's house through the whole Old Testament and through most of the New Testament? Well, if you read the Greek translation of that Old Testament, they use the same word that Jesus uses here. The Father's house usually is a word that refers to the temple. That, that place that was built by Zerubbabel and the boys and then Herod and the boys and is in the middle of Jerusalem, that temple is the Father's house. And there were a lot of rooms in there. But then we get into the Gospel of John and Jesus starts doing things differently. He goes into the Father's house, into that temple, and he starts flipping tables and he says, you have made my Father's house a den of robbers. And then while he's doing this, while Jesus is having his, his little Lone Ranger moment, everybody looks at him to hear what he is going to say and he says, destroy this temple 
and I will rebuild it in three days. And everybody that's listening thinks he's talking about the temple that Herod and Zerubbabel and the boys built. But John, our gospel writer, gives us the clue that Jesus is talking about his body his own body that would be destroyed and raised again in three days. So we see this promise in the Father's house. The Father's house is Jesus himself. And he doesn't go away to prepare a place. He just goes to the cross to prepare a place. Because if the Father's house is Jesus himself, the holiness of God, the entire presence of God in the world is in the human being, Jesus Christ. And when the holiness of God dwells with Jesus, well, sin can't dwell there. And so what does God do? When we all carry our baggage full of sin, our baggage full of all, of all of the things that we have done, all of those things that we're not proud of, all of those things that maybe we even want to try to cover up when we come into this place, when we bring that baggage, well, Jesus checks it at the door of the house. And as the Father leaves the house, as the Father turns his face away from the cross, Jesus takes all of the baggage of our sin into the very house of God. And there in the house of God, when when that sin kind of manifests like black mold spreading in every little part of the house, like wood rot going through every stud in the house, well, the only way to eradicate the nastiness of the baggage of our sin is to tear down the house of God. And that's what he does on the cross. On the cross, Jesus prepares a place for us by destroying the house of God so that our sin would rest in the rubble. And then, obviously, the resurrection. This is the great news. In the resurrection, Jesus comes back and tells the and gathers the disciples around himself and he is the new house of God. And the beauty of this is that Jesus is delivering this promise from the resurrection on. And he calls all of those who believe in him the very body of Christ. So look around you. You are in the house of God when you're gathered with these people. You are in the house of God when you believe in Jesus, when your life is bound up with his. You are in the house of God. And here in this place, Jesus gives you a place to belong. A place to belong even here and now because we are the body of Christ gathered together. We hear Jesus' words even here and now. And that place to belong that Jesus gives us is not a mansion in a sky that we have to wait until the day that we die for because he gives it to us right now. And it's not something that will go away on the day that we die, but we actually have this gift of a place to belong in the Father's house forever. It's a gift for eternity. And this gift is bigger than what we may have ever imagined. That even those loved ones who have passed on before, who we, who we took solace in this verse that Jesus had prepared a place for them, that place 
is wherever Jesus is. So that place is as we sing the praises of our God, as we come forward to share a meal with Jesus himself, all of those loved ones who have passed on before with faith in Jesus, they are gathered in the same house as us. They are gathered around Jesus with us. And yet, that awesome gospel promise of always having this place to belong for eternity Well, that awesome gospel promise also gives us a little bit of responsibility. I'm going to skip over. There's a lot of good stuff in this verse. Verses 4 to verses 11. Read those at home. If you read the gospel of John a couple times, just read it like three or four times, and you'll get everything I was going to preach to you in the sermon on those verses. But I'm going to skip to verse 12. Uh, Because at verse 12, Jesus brings it back to talk a little bit about what our role is as the people who believe in him, as the people who are gathered to belong in the house of God. In verse 12, Jesus says that you who have believed in me will do these works, the Father's works, and even greater works. What are those even greater works? Well, it's not that you necessarily are going to go out of this place and heal a bunch of people and, and bring people back from the dead. Not necessarily, but you will speak God's word. You will speak God's word into this world. You will boldly live as people who have a place to belong. You will boldly be different. You can be different in this society that sometimes seems like it is, like it is going away from the way that God has designed our world to go. You can boldly be different as, as maybe there's an aggressive Facebook post and your first reaction is to respond with another aggressive Facebook post. Maybe even for the sake of defending Christianity, but you can boldly be different by forgiving that first aggressive Facebook post in your heart and by seeking to deal with that person in gentleness and kindness and respect. We can boldly be different because Jesus has given us a place to belong for eternity. One of the ways that I get to see this a lot as kind of the youth and family guy here is on Sunday nights, we get a chance to gather together with our, with our high school youth. And Sunday night, for most high schoolers, is the night to catch up on all of the homework that they haven't done so far, right? Or, or sometimes, sometimes it's a chance to gather around with friends. But on Sunday nights here, we have a lot of kids who gather together for a different purpose. They gather together to be able to share their lives openly with people, not just so that they can have a place to belong, but because, because they know that they have a place to belong in Jesus. We get to see kids share their their vulnerable lives and hear the words of Jesus' forgiveness. And we get to see that here, too. As we're gathered here today, right, we start our service by sharing our sins, hearing the words of God's forgiveness. And after our service, we have time to gather together, to talk to the people around us, to share our real lives and the vulnerable lives that we have 
and hear words of forgiveness, hear the words of Jesus, hear the words that remind us that Jesus has gone all the way to the cross and risen from the dead to give us a place to belong for eternity. Amen.